Want a fresh take on what's going on with the Saints, LSU, the betting world, and the NFL? Then you've picked the right place. Jim Derry has plenty of datitude, and he's ready to tell you the way it is. Or the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? Or anyone else that's listening across the Southeast and maybe some people across the country. We welcome you to Datitude, episode number two for a Friday, September 24th, 2021. I am Jim Derry, sports betting writer at The Advocate, the New Orleans Advocate, the Times Picune, and bet.nola.com. You can reach me at jderry at theadvocate.com. And on Twitter at Jim Derry Jr. If you want to have, if you have anything you want to get, a question you want to get on the podcast, a comment, we do mumbo jumbo segment every Tuesday where we talk about all the social media love that I get. And I use love in quotation marks. You can go ahead and do it with your fingers right now. Love. You know what I'm talking about. You can listen to this podcast and Multiple places where everywhere, just about everywhere you can get podcasts these days. That was fun. SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and we're working on Google Play. Last I looked, it wasn't quite up yet, but we're working on that. Make sure to subscribe to get notifications for every time we have a Datitude podcast, which is every Tuesday and Friday as of now, and um, we're... Going pretty good with that. We got some guests lined up for the next next week uh, for today and the next week. We're excited about it. Want to give a shout out to Caesar Sportsbook, an exclusive partner with us at the Advocate, the Times Picune, and Bet.nola.com. We're gonna have some exciting things to announce in the coming weeks. You'll want to check back with us on that. And then we have videos on Bet.nola.com three times a week. Odds and ends on Mondays with sports betting director Zach Ewing and myself, where we talk about all the things we got right and forget about all the things we got wrong. I'm just kidding. And kind of go back through the Saints games and uh, along with LSU and Tulane. They have big games this weekend as well. Obviously, LSU playing Mississippi State in their SEC opener, trying to avenge last year's 44-34 loss in which they gave up 4,961 yards to the Bulldogs. I exaggerate a little bit. And I stress the little bit part. On Fantasy Roundup on Wednesday, Zach and Spencer, the guru, Urquhart, talk about all the fantasy goings-on and who you should pick up on your team for the coming week. And at the book on Thursdays, featuring Cashing In with Carville, James Carville was barking this week. And I don't mean barking in the you know figurative sense. I mean literally, barking like a dog. And he was fired up about it. I hope he wasn't barking like a bulldog. And that show is hosted by Zach Ewing, Devin Jackson, and myself every Thursday. Before we get to the show and talk about our guest, and we have a great guest for you today. Um, if you listened to back in the day, and the day wasn't that long ago, it just seems like a long time ago. Back on the D Squared show on Sports 1280, Dave DeCorbier is joining us. Um, and we're going to have a long segment with him. In fact, that's most of today's show. Um, but I want to talk about, before we get to that, last night, Carolina defeating Houston 24-9. Panthers go to 3-0. and Texans go to 1-2. and But the news wasn't so much that the Panthers won to move to 3-0. and And, you know, I, I've been – my son is, is a huge Sam Darnold fan. And uh, I don't get it, but okay. But you know what? He's played well three games in a row now. So I know they haven't played the toughest of competitions, except the Saints. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. They played a Saints defense who's basically playing their second string. But that's okay. But significant injuries last night to cornerback J.C. Horn. Could have a broken foot. But more importantly, possibly the top running back in the NFL, certainly in fantasy football, Christian McCaffrey, Suffered a hamstring injury. So we'll have to wait and see how long he might be out. And that's a huge deal for the Panthers. We're going to keep an eye on that. We'll probably talk more about that on Monday. But 
we wrap up our first week of shows with plenty of datitude today. Again, as we said, blast from the past for most of this hour will be with Dave DeCorbier, a.k.a. D-squared of WRNO 99.5 FM. Former host of D-League, but look, he's got, he's got a pretty good gig now. Besides being a producer and probably working 29 days out of the month, the dude works his tail off. He now hosts the Week in Geek every Sunday night at 7 p.m. And man, he's got some incredible guests. Um, we're going to talk about that for a minute, just, I mean, briefly when we get to his segment. But um, man, he's got Elvira this week. And I know a lot of you under the age are probably 30, 35, maybe even 40, probably saying, who the hell is Elvira? I mean, look, back in the day, she she was big, man. She had her own show, her own TV show. And he, he had the Fonz not too long ago, Henry Winkler. Man, he's rolling. He's got, and for some of you younger folks, probably older folks that actually watch this show, but on Netflix, the new the Cobra Kai show, it's not new. I think it's in season, I think they wrapped up season two. They're about to start season three. But uh, the two the two guys, uh, the one with the mohawk, I don't remember their names. I watched the show, but I can't remember names. I'm terrible. With I got I to gotta write everything down. I mean, even when I'm doing my show here and like, Sometimes I might even have to write, like, Jameis Winston. I might forget his. I mean, I won't go that far, but I'm not good with names. You'd think a sports writer would be good, but I mean, I'm getting old. As I get older, I, I forget a lot of stuff. But the two the two kids from uh, – two main kids from the Cobra Kai show got them on. So uh, we'll talk to him in just a minute. Um, Saints playing at the Patriots this weekend on Sunday, as we know. Uh, posted a little thing this morning about – Trends and odds and ends, and the Saints' record all time against the Patriots is not very good. Uh, a lot of teams don't have good records against the Patriots, but the Saints really haven't played them all that much. Again, as you would expect with an AFC opponent, this is only the 15th meeting between the two teams in their history. So the Saints are four and ten against the Patriots. But if you want to, if you're one of those guys, well, I'd, you know, all that old history doesn't mean anything. You want to look back at recent history. Drew Brees and Sean Payton have only beaten the Patriots once. And that was back in that 2009 year where they beat just about everybody. That was a pretty special game in a Monday night football, if you remember. Uh, Saints won it pretty handily. Uh, I'd have to go back and look what the score was. I typed it up in the, in the piece. But uh, the one that maybe sticks out more to me is the loss they had in 2013. Uh, which uh, which was the next time they played them. Uh, I say 2013. I'm getting my – yeah, 2013, that's right. Uh, where they went out to New England, had a late lead, uh, couldn't, couldn't run out the clock, but Brady throws the interception. Uh, it looks like it's over now, right? Saints take a four-point lead. And uh, they – again, they can't get a first down. They, earlier, the drive before that, they threw the ball on third down when they should have just been running the clock and made the Patriots use their third timeout. This game, is, it was like super frustrating to me. That's why I remember it. I mean, it's super. And if you're, if you're, a long, if you're not a nudat, I hate the nudats. We'll, we'll get into that as we, as we go along throughout the course of these shows. The nudats are the ones that when the Saints are doing well, they're glued in front of the TV wearing black and gold with the pom-poms shaking them. You know, they spend they, – they got their season tickets and they've had their season tickets since 20 – since 2010. They came out of the woodworks and now they're huge Saints fans. But back in the 80s, when early 80s when they stunk it up or the 70s um, and then during the 90s when they really stunk it up under Ditka, they were out at the, the shopping malls on Sundays. You know those people. Those are the new dads. But uh, so the Hoodats remember that 2013 game. It was frustrating. So hopefully we won't have that on Sunday. Saints are going to Foxborough as three-point underdogs. We'll get to our picks with D squared coming up in just a minute. So, you know, what do you guys think? LSU, Mississippi State. LSU goes in as a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Uh, at least they are here as we record this on Friday morning. Um, but uh, – 
you know, I like LSU this week. In fact, I like all the home teams this week. Um, Buddy D used to make a big deal about it. It didn't happen a lot back in the day where LSU, Saints, and Tulane would all win in the same weekend. But I, it's happened a lot lately. Um, and, I, and I think that this is a weekend where there's a good chance that it happens this weekend. Um, again, so I'm, I'm kind of stealing my own thunder. But I like the Saints. I like LSU. And I like Tulane this weekend. Uh, I think Jameis bounces back. You know, all, all you people thought I was hating on him. That's not really what I was doing. But it's easy to just see when you're just reading text. You know, you're reading text on social media. You get all wrapped up in it. But, um, you know, let's get to the, the segment here. Because uh, Dave and I have a history. Uh, we have gone back quite a ways. Uh, he was the producer of the Duncan Holder show, in which I guest hosted quite often and was a guest on and got to know him. And it was just one of those things, you know, when you meet somebody and just kind of like, you instantly hit it off, but you hit it off to where you're always kind of like jabbing each other. That was kind of how it was from day one with, with D squared and I. So I ended up becoming a regular guest when he got his own show after Duncan Holder was done. I think in 2018 it started and uh, we had a really good time and uh, we would have a good time every Friday. So let's uh, let's get to them because we're gonna spend the rest of the show. I might I'll have like a one or two minute wrap up when this is done. But this this segment we recorded it yesterday because uh, Dee's got some things going on. We want we want to eventually get to where we have a live broadcast and and you can listen to it live and then go back and listen to the podcast. But we're not there yet. I am um, recording my 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 interviews uh, most often probably the day before I run them. Uh, unless there's something really pressing going on with the Saints play on a Thursday or a Monday or something like that, we'll figure it out. But uh, let's listen to D- the interview with D Squared and uh, hear what he has to say. <laughs> it's fun. It's a fun 40-some-odd minutes coming up. We'll be back with you after the interview. Well, our guest this week is a familiar voice, at least if anyone was paying attention back in the day. Dave DeCorbier of, well, it used to be Sports 1280. I don't know what to call it now. What do we call it now? But I'm still at my home station, which is WRNO News Talk, 99.5 WRNO. Okay. Dave DeCorbier of WRNO. Uh, what you been up to these days, man? Uh, let's see. Well, uh, since we last spoke, Mr. Derry, uh, <laughs> well, I mean, we, we, we flipped format. So iHeart currently doesn't have a sports format, which, which I find depressing, but it is what it is. Uh, I, I can't really complain, man. I mean, you know, like I'm now part of the national production team. I'm doing commercials for all across the country, Jim Derry. I, you can hear my voice even in Alaska, but, uh, no one will know it's me because it's just like, do you need a new tire for your car? Call tar tire center. So, but, <laughs> but my weekend show has been kicking ass, dude. I mean, you know, my, my Sunday nights at seven on WRNO. I got my, my show, the week in geek. I've been on the air for eight years. I won an LAB award last year for my interview. Oh, with there you Miller. go. Yeah, dude. Like the funds. <laughs> the funds, dude. He was funny. He's such a cool old dude, man. We started talking about, uh, 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 uh Neil Diamond song sung blue and he got up on stage and was singing songs yeah. sung blue with Neil Diamond. But yeah, dude, I've been, I've been kind of crushing it. I've had Jamie Lee Curtis. I interviewed Chelsea Clinton. Just let, let that sink in Jim Derry. Chelsea Clinton. Chelsea Clinton. Wow. I, I, I don't have a professional bone in my body and I was told point blank, be professional. I'm like, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Yeah. Like, uh, you used to be with me. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, <laughs> Well, well, we got you on because, you know, you and I used to have a good time on Friday. So I think we're going to make uh, Fridays here a regular segment if you're down with it. Uh, it's going to be the reverse of the roles, though. I get to harass you and call you a horse's ass. They're pretty much. I, I, I can live with this. this All right. This G squared back on. In fact, <laughs> speaking of which, before we start talking about the Saints, uh, you know, this is how you use it. I just want to remind people. For those who listened to the show back in the day, I, look, I'm not real good at finding the, and doing this kind of stuff, so I hope this works. But I want people to know that this is what I was put through when I went on uh, the D-Squared show back in the day. Just, just listen to this. Derry Downer, Debbie Downer, whatever Dave calls me. Derry Downer, Debbie Downer, 
That's the kind of stuff that I that I used to go through back in the day. I mean, that was just that was just one of, of many, but that was like every Friday. It was, it was. Those are good times, man. Yeah, yeah. All we need now is all we need now is Angie to do the control board, and we'll, we'll it will really be doing well. So yeah, look, you know that that was everybody was always hard on you, man. You you were always such a downer, man. You you never had any good news for us. You were always just I I, I you were very frank in, in yeah. your dissemination of knowledge. I guess that's the best way to put it. And people I, I, didn't like that, Jim. Yeah, well, I know people don't like when you pick against their, their saints. I mean, we have a segment that uh, called Cashing in with Carville. In fact, about to record it. Uh, by the way, uh, people are listening to this. A lot of people are going to listen to this on Friday. We're recording this on Thursday morning, just to be transparent. But um, we have a segment on Thursdays in our at the book show ca called Cashing In with Carville. And he, we have six games we pick every week, and he refuses to pick against the Saints or LSU. So we just have to mark – before we don't even ask him. We just have to mark him down as Saints and LSU. And I, th I think that's how you were back in the day. Oh, you might probably still are. Yeah, I, I'm still that way. But I, I, I will say this. I, I, I do, you know, uh, usually put in those picks under protest because <laughs> I, I don't know what is going on yeah. in Baton Rouge or in the Superdome with the fires going on. I, I don't know what's happening with this team right now. And I am still firmly in the Taysom Hill camp. I am still the really? director of the Taysom train. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Look, I like Jameis, but come on, man. I'm still fully on board with Taysom. I, I, I know people keep giving me crap about it, but I am on board with that, with Taysom Hill. And I just, I, I still haven't seen enough of him because they're putting Jameis in so much. I, and I, I honestly believe that Taysom can be a franchise quarterback. Uh, Jameis has a lot more skins on the wall at the moment, but man, this last game, he looked like the Jameis of old, man, and I, I'll cut him some slack with, with the offensive line being as porous as it was, where the poor cat was running for his life, but he was still making those poor 30 to 30 decisions with interceptions, throwing bad balls for no reason whatsoever a year before. Tim Derry with D squared Dave DeCorbier here on the Datitude podcast, episode two. Um, yeah, well, good because I disagree with you. So, I mean, what would, what would, what would an interview wow. between us two be with, with if we agreed? Yeah, if we agreed, it's pretty boring. So, all right, what are we well, doing? Look, Let's do it, Jim. I'm ready. Well, look, Jameis to me, I mean, simply is the best quarterback on this roster. I mean, I'm not saying he played well. In fact, I got blasted on, on, uh, on social media by a bunch of people who think I was just being a hater because he played as awful as any quarterback has played as a saint in the past 15 years. I mean, he had a lower passer rating by 10 points than Drew Brees had in 231 regular season starts. And I'm not comparing him to Drew Brees, but if you take wow. Drew Brees' worst start in 231 games, Jameis was worse by 10 points. Ouch. That's pretty bad. And I so all the haters were, man. yeah, while well, the haters were out there saying, well, Drew threw five interceptions against Atlanta. And I'm like, okay, great. His passer rating still wasn't lower than Jameis. I mean, and I don't know how to figure out passer rating, but who cares? I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. <laughs> it's right there in black and white. Take it is. But anyway, look, we can talk about Jameis versus Taysom and uh, all day long, but I think, I think that I really believe this, and we can get into we're going to get into picks in a minute. But I really believe we're going to find out a lot about Jameis Winston this week, and not um, you can just like when you take these tests, 
in college and they throw out the worst score. Sometimes they do it in high school too. Um, right, right. I, I, I think that you can throw out last week. The O-line played – I mean, you have to agree the O-line played as bad as, as we've seen in the Sean Payton era. No, it, it was it was awful. It was atrocious. That's like, you know, I, I really try to be even handed with my blindsided love for, you know, Taysom Hill. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, yeah, look, I, the offensive line did him no favors. They really they, they just didn't, you know, and we're still missing, you know, some key figures on the offensive, you know, weapon side, you know. So, uh, you know, I, it's not that I dislike Jason, uh, Taysom, you know, I mean, dislike Jameis. It's that, uh, you know, I. I think that Taysom can be better, but you know, look, I, I, obviously the, pr- the 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 proof is in the pudding at the moment. So, you know, and I'm a Saints fan at heart. I mean, I don't care who is under center as long as there's a W at the end of the game. I don't care. This book kid, put him in. I don't care. Just as long as we win, that's all I care about. Well, man. you know what? Yeah, you guys at home can't see the screen. We're recording this via Zoom, but behind D squared is a big fat head of Taysom and a bunch of sevens all over the wall. So, you know, I kid, it's not, it's not really why, that bad. Why, why did you bring that up, man? I do own a Taysom, <laughs> I own a Taysom Hill jersey. And Jim, I am so freaking cheap. The last time I bought a Saints jersey was probably 15 years ago at Rouse's on the $10 uh, clearance rack. And Rouse's, the grocery store, because they bought a whole bunch the year the Saints went to the Super Bowl. So I guess it was 15 years ago. You're, you're lying, man. You, you got... You got a Morton Anderson jersey and you put duct tape over it and put Hill. That's how cheap you are. Tell the truth. <laughs> no, no, but yeah, I dropped $150 on Taysom because that's how confident I am. Wow. You bought a $10 jersey at Rouse's, but you actually spent $150 on Taysom. I, look, I put my money where my mouth is, buddy. I, well, I, I got yeah. to support my own opinion. We all knew you had issues, um, you know. <laughs> Well, but look, let's let's talk about uh, the NFL in general and go to the picks, uh, the pick segment for this week. And um, we used to do this. We used to have fun with this and uh, our pick segment. You were way better than, at it than I was uh, the year that we did it. Uh, and what's funny about it <laughs> is now. Pure- that was pure blind luck. Hell, <laughs> now, now, they, I'm glad my, the, the people who hired me to do the sports betting gig didn't listen to any of our picks, picks segments because yeah. I was awful in 2019. I mean, I, yeah, it, it really it, was it my bad. Yeah, I, I definitely had a rough patch. But I'm doing better now. So uh, I am 15 and 15 going into the week. But we're going we're gonna to start doing this. We're going to start this back up. We'll do our... Uh, our, our, our five for five, we'll call it. We'll spend five minutes on our NFL picks, and that means we'll probably spend 10 minutes, but that's okay. Um, first pick, and I'm going to let you go first since you're the guest. Um, Seahawks minus one and a half at the Vikings this week. All right. Uh, I, look, Ru- Russell Wilson is still Russell Wilson. And uh, Kirk Cousins, I, I look, I, I just hate the Vikings. I will never like the Vikings. I will always pick against the Vikings because I am an old school Saints fan and the Vikings have ruined my childhood. And so I, I'm taking the Seahawks because they also have nice neon green color jerseys. So hopefully they wear that and it'll be a big win. I choose my wins by jersey color. But you no, sound, really, you sound like my ex wife. Nah, Kirk Cousins is garbage. I don't know how he is still in the league, but uh, whatever. Russell Wilson and the Seahawks—they this is pretty much a must-win because they got a they got a tough stretch coming up where they got the 49ers. Uh, I, I forgot who else they all got to play, but I mean they need this win because otherwise they're going to get so far in the hole. Even with a new 17-game season, it's going to be tough to come back from it if they lose to this garbage Vikings team. Well. The fact that you're picking games by the color of people's jerseys uh, goes to show goes to show that I got my ass kicked when we did this in 2019. Shows you how embarrassing it really was because you're picking games by jersey color, and to go along I'm with a your giant ske- man child. Well, in this case, not because they have pretty jerseys, but I mean you're right. They play at San Francisco. They're home for the Rams. They're at Pittsburgh, and they're home for the Saints in the next four weeks. This is clearly, clearly a must-win for the Seahawks. I am with you. In fact, not only am I with you, this is my best bet of the week. I think the Seahawks win. The Vikings' defense has been atrocious, and it's 
scary to say, considering that Mike Zimmer, is, I, I really think Mike Zimmer is a good coach, so I don't know what's going on there. He, maybe he's just a better coordinator than he is a coach. So, yeah, anyway. there's a lot of issues to, to, to be plumbed in those depths. But, yeah, no, I mean, look, uh, you know, I, I was reading your column uh, for a lot of the knockout games. I mean, the knockout yeah. pools around town. I mean, there's a lot of – there were a lot of weird upsets uh, to were. start off this season. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I think – uh, yeah, I would probably agree. Seahawks is probably your best bet if you're in an in an elimination pool. Go with them. Yeah, well, there are going to be some upsets this week, too, because they're always on week three. Let's go to the next one. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, your favorite per player, Tom Brady, is going out west to play the Los Angeles Rams. And, you know, I don't think I've talked to you since your favorite player, Tom Brady, is now a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Hmm. We beat him twice in the regular season, and then Drew throws – about 90 picks, uh, and, well, I mean, if Jared, Cook's, if Jared Cook doesn't fumble, I'll still say we win that game. But anyway, uh, Bucks are minus one and a half against the Rams. Well, it, it, it's hard to pick against the Bucks right now because, I mean, God, for as much as I dislike Brady, <laughs> it's mostly because he's just that damn good, and I don't mm -hmm. want to admit it's the same reason, you know, I hate Nick Saban. He's just that good. I mean, you look at Belichick, look how great he's doing up there in New England without, you know, Brady. Uh, I, I just, it's hard to pick against him, but I do like the Rams. I've always really liked the Rams. And uh, now, now that they got Matt Stafford, uh, we've seen what they can kind of do a little bit. So, I mean, this is a curious matchup. I, I really don't even want to make a pick, but if I have to pick, uh, I, I'm picking the Rams simply because I hate Tom Brady and they, they wear blue and yellow jerseys and I like blue and yellow. Wait, you're picking the Ram. Wait, so you're picking the Rams to be clear. I'm picking the Rams. Okay. I'm picking, I, I, but I, I'm doing it under protest. So just so you know, I'm putting it under protest, but I'm picking the Rams. I'm still pissed, by the way. Yeah, you should be. They missed that <laughs> call, man. <laughs> I mean, we. How long did I open the show by saying still pissed? Still pissed. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I got a question for you. Do you? What do you, what's more, what's more here? Do you like or love Taysom Hill more than you hate Tom Brady? Oh, uh, I love Taysom Hill more. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. All right. Well, let's get back to the pick. Uh, Bucks, Rams, uh, I'm with you. Uh, and again, not because, in fact, those jerseys, just seeing those Rams jerseys, I'm, I'm older than you. Okay. So when I grew up, the Rams were this hated team because they always kicked our ass okay yes and, and and we were in the same division we played them twice every year we had to go out to LA and that funky Coliseum and then we moved to Anaheim Stadium or whatever the heck um right and I I just I hate them but you know what I think they're really good this year so I, I'm I'm not I don't I'm not a guy who goes with my heart or whatever unless maybe if the Saints play the Rams in the NFC championship this year that that might be a tough mm. pick but I think the Rams are, are a Super Bowl team. Tampa Bay is open with two games at home against uh, an average Dallas team and a really bad Atlanta team, and they've looked great, good for them. This is the kind of game where Joe Public is going to be all over Tampa, um, but I, I think the Rams are going to eventually be the best team in the NFC, and so I've got the Rams plus. In fact, I, I'd, I'd like to take the Rams at the money line here at plus 105. Dolphins plus three and a half. At the Raiders. Derek Carr is garbage. I don't care what anybody says. Carr is just garbage. I, 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 he, he can only play during the fourth quarter of the game. I mean, He leads he the league in passing yards. Yeah, but he still sucks. He's, he, he makes terrible decisions. He doesn't come alive until the fourth quarter. I mean, just that first 810 yards. Game, like, what is that? I don't care about the stats. I'm telling you that he's garbage. All he right. has always been garbage. They started last season off 2-0, and what did they do? They finished 8-8. Eight and eight. The Raiders are just garbage. It is still just a Las Vegas money grab. I don't care what anybody says. The, you pay Stucky $10 million uh, and, and give him, what What was it, $100 million for 10 years? You give More than I got. The NFL a guaranteed contract it is simply just so they can sell tickets to the freaking casinos that's all it is what do you have against chucky 
should have stayed in the booth. I liked him better in the booth. I liked him as a TV personality, not as a coach. I, look, he, he's got this crazy, obscene love for Carr, and I don't know why. I mean, they really are not a good team. And with Carr there, I, I still don't see them becoming a, a playoff team. You, I don't. I Do not you think Marcus Mariota should be quarterback? They don't have anybody. Mariota's a joke, too. But, I mean, come on, Carr. Carr is not a franchise quarterback. I'm just saying that right now, and I believe that. He never can finish a season. He does not come prepared. He's kind of like that whole storyline with Gronk right now who doesn't watch film. It's like, <laughs> okay, I better go to the game and uh, figure out what they're doing. And then we'll Mom, get- where's my football pants? <laughs> <laughs> I do not. I do not think that car is is their guy. But they they you know that's what they're doing. I do not like. So who the hell are you picking? I'm picking the Dolphins. I'm okay, the plus Dolphins, three and a half. Even without broken old poor Tua, poor old Tua. This guy can't broken old Tua. Two years ago, we were talking about him at Alabama, and, and now you're calling him old. Look, he's had horrible luck coming in the NFL. Injury after injury, man. This poor guy has just been. He's like he's like that guy in the in the old Mike Tyson uh, video game Glass Glass Joe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's been broken like four or five times already since he's been in the pros. Look, that and Marcus Davenport. Oh, poor Marcus Davenport. I feel, and he's a great guy. We, I I know you've interviewed him. I've interviewed him in the locker room. He's he's a quiet, humble guy. But man, he's just got bad bad luck with, with injuries. Yeah, I'm picking the Dolphins. Okay. I don't even know who the quarterback is. What is it, Jacoby? Jacoby Brissett. Brissett yeah. yeah. As you I, can I see, him over Carr. D Square and I, I both have. We both have uh, ADHD. We go all over the place. We'll be talking about our pick. <laughs> the next thing you know, we're talking about how great of a guy Marcus Davenport is. That's why we work well together as a team. So you're taking the Dolphins plus three and a half. Um, you know, I, I hate taking the Raiders here for a couple of reasons. First off. I don't know what the hell's going on, but I, I mean, we disagreed about Jameis and Taysom, but I pretty much agreed with you about a lot of other things. Uh, so that that's going to have to change. But I also think yeah. Derek Carr is, is just a shade above hot garbage. Um, he, he locks on Darren Waller. He loves that dude. And he loves to throw oh, to yeah. his tight end. And he's going to target him like 15 times a game, which is great for fantasy football. But when, when it counts, I'm not so sure, but the Raiders' defense has been playing fairly well, and they're going up against the Dolphins team that is just messed up. They, they, they have a three-headed yeah. monster at running back. They, they don't know who they're. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is is not good, um, and yeah. so I mean, I'm going to take the Raiders here. I, I'm not necessarily buying into the hot streak uh, because if anyone's read what I've written about the Raiders, it's clear I don't believe in them. But hey, you are what your record says you are, and they're two and zero, and I mean, they're only giving the Dolphins three and a half. I, again, I don't like that Joe Public is probably going to be all over Vegas here, but uh, I'm going to take them anyway. Next game. Sure. Uh, prime time, Sunday night football. Packers Woo-hoo. plus three and a half at the San Francisco 49ers. My good friend Nick Morris uh, of Redis Radiator, who's been a sponsor for me in my BSN broadcast, is going out to Frisco because he's a huge Niners fan. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah. Uh, don't get me started on that. Uh, man, look, uh, Rogers and his stupid man bun. Uh, I don't know what he's going for now. I, I, this is a hard pick, though, because I like, like, I, I've never been a big fan of Jimmy Jimmy G. Uh, but he's not terrible. He's definitely above car in my book. Uh, Average, but there is still so much dysfunction in green Bay just because Aaron Rodgers, you know, gets to go out there and say, Oh yeah, take that to all my detractors. Yeah. You didn't do that great Aaron. So just shut up and chop off the man bun and just R E L A X man, man. Uh, look, uh, I, I, I can't pick the Packers because I don't think they're still dysfunctional in my mind. They, they, they won, but just barely, uh, but I, I'm picking the 49ers because I, I don't think Green Bay still 
has an idea of who and what they are right now. And I don't care what you say about LaFleur and Rodgers, they do not like each other. You are going to have problems when you got an issue between the coach and the number one signal caller because Aaron Rodgers is a fantastic, amazing quarterback, but he's not in a good mood. He's letting himself go. He probably hasn't paid his electric bill. He's eating old Cheetos on his couch wow. because he's like, my life is horrible. Nobody loves me. That's what he's doing. He's like a little emo guy right now. Even though I love him, he's in a little funk, and I still, I, I just don't see the Packers doing anything because he's going to be a whiny little baby and just pout. So I, I'm, I'm picking the Niners. You, you don't think with all the money he's got that he can eat fresh Cheetos? No, I don't because it's depression, Jim Derry. He's he's depressed, and so, so he depressed he people eat only, stale Cheetos. Yeah, they they feel they only deserve stale Cheetos because that's their lot in life. You don't think you can afford Prozac? No, he cannot because yeah, because it's 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 on the NFL banned substance list. He can't do it. <laughs> okay, well that makes sense. Um, I'm going with the man bun. Uh, I, I'll tell you, I think the the pack. Uh, got that mess out of their system. It took them six quarters to do it. Uh, and, and you know how I like to throw out stats. The Packers are eight, have won eight consecutive primetime games. Um, although, you know, I failed to mention in my column, the, the last time they lost the primetime game was against the 49ers. So, but, uh, you know, oh. I, I, left the, I left that out, but that was three years ago. That's an interesting footnote, sir. That's an interesting uh, footnote. But I'm going to go with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. He seems to do his best when he's got a real challenge on his hands. I think they used last week to get some of that stuff out of out of his system. And, uh, you know, mm. man bun it is. I don't think so. All right, well, you, you agree, man. I agree he's emotionally challenged right now. <laughs> he is, man. I don't think he's eating He's, he's too busy cheetos. hanging with Jake. He's well, too busy hanging out with Jake from State Farm, singing him lullabies on his guitar. Didn't him and uh, – What's her name? Danielle Patrick. No. Dan- Danica, Danica, Danica Patrick. Patrick. Danica Patrick. Did didn't they break up? Didn't yeah, one day? Yeah, it was like yeah, it was like like two years ago, and then she was seen on a boat with some other guy, and uh, Aaron didn't take it well, man. He didn't so, take it well. Well, that's what I'm saying. So maybe that's why he's depressed. I mean, you'd be depressed so. too. He's letting himself go, man. He's just pining over his lost love for Danica Patrick and yeah. NASCAR. Well, he let like, him... I can't watch NASCAR without thinking of Danica. He, he, let, he let himself go so bad last week. He was 22 at 26 with four touchdown passes. So that, that's just exactly. That's See, that, that's something. All right. Game number five, Chargers plus – we're going to have a bonus pick after this. But Chargers okay. plus six and a half at the Kansas City Chiefs. Oof! Am I taking the spread? I, I, am I? Is yeah, spread. Uh, it's not. It's right straight up. I mean, we're we're yeah, five picks okay. into this now. You're. you're, you're just I, I know. I know. Oh, okay. But I every now and again I do look at the numbers that you send me. Uh, so <laughs> you, you just pick the pretty looks, colors. I, I do. I do. Uh, all and right, the Chargers so, have if, uniforms just like the Rams. So they they do, but they're not as cool now. If they wear the powder blue, I'm all in. See, if, okay. if, I might have to change my pick if they stroll okay. out in powder blue. All right. But. Uh, look, the, the Chiefs, I, I until really, I don't know, I can't say until until somebody dethrones them because Tom Brady did. Uh, but it let's let's go with the AFC. I think they're they're the bees knees, top of the top of the heap in the AFC. Uh, you want to crown them, crown them. Yeah, well, I mean, look, uh, if it weren't for uh, you know, poor old Clyde Edwards Hilaire dropping the ball on yeah. the ground. They right. would have won that game. And, man, I felt so bad for Clyde. So Clyde was just phenomenal. I'm so happy for this kid. Uh, but the, the Chiefs are amazing. Justin Herbert, you know, he's still, you know, wet behind the ears. I mean, the Chargers, that's another the, – the, the two L.A. teams, that make no sense to me, moving two teams to L.A. when they didn't have one and they didn't care about not even having the one. But I digress. Uh, the Chargers, they look pretty good, but it's still uh, a rookie going up against, uh, you know, freaking Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes is – Mahomes is Mahomes, man. I mean, the only knock that would make me nervous is because the Chiefs' defense is uh, not as good as it could be. But I'll tell you what, Jim, the reason I have the uh, Kansas City Chiefs as my defense in all my fantasy leagues is because Mahomes always outscores people, and you always get these garbage interceptions and sacks when they're trying to play comeback against the Chiefs. And I always make my points on the back end in the fourth quarter with my Kansas City defenses. 30, so I'm picking Kansas City. Even the 32nd-ranked defense in the NFL or the Kansas City Chiefs. 
and they're my they're my they're my defense for every fantasy league because you they know get all the garbage they get all the garbage ints bud the chiefs are kind of like the saints back in the day when they could score 550 points in a season and they would give up like yeah. 540 yes like rob That's ryan's right. hanging around somewhere back there uh, <laughs> no, this. he was on. He was on Napoleon uh, over there by uh, uh, Miss Mays, hanging out. Oh over yeah, there drinking with his flowing locks. locks. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it Spags? Spags was the. Uh, was Spag, the oh my God, he yeah. was worse. Do your job, poor guy. Yeah. Well, you know, Spags is the DC. Spags is the DC at Kansas City. I don't know if you knew that or not. Yeah. Okay, well, so no wonder they suck. Exactly, and you're taking <laughs> them as your fantasy defense. Okay. Garbage time. They make it all up in garbage time. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Fantasy advice from D Squared. This is Jim Derry along with David DeCorbier, D Squared, here on the Datitude podcast. And uh, it's time for me to make my pick with Chargers plus six and a half at the Chiefs. You know, I, I was all set to take KC and take your side. So I started doing a little research and realized that, hey, the Chargers usually play tight games with these Chiefs. Um, I did not realize this. I also thought that Kansas City off of a loss uh, would come storming back, but that's not necessarily the case either. So um, all my theories were out the window when I actually went and looked things up. So I'm going to take uh, – I still want to call them San Diego, even though they're not. Yeah, right. uh, I'm Ron Burgundy. If they put it on the teleprompter, I'm going to read it. Uh, I'm going to take the charges here plus six and a half because I think that it's – I. Look, I'm not necessarily sold that Justin Herbert's going to be the next Joe Montana or anything, but, um, you know, I, I do think the Chargers have played pretty well so far, and uh, they just kind of choked in the end there against Dallas, but they did a lot of choking last year. They got a new coach there. They're finding ways to lose again, but uh, it, looks, it, it doesn't matter. It looks a little bit better than Trevor Lawrence. It looks yeah, a little well, bit better than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, for sure, but it doesn't yeah. matter if they lose. I get six and a half points. I'm going to take uh, the L.A. Chargers. We're going to have a bonus pick. Because I forgot to put them on here. We got to uh, pick the Saints, Panthers, the Saints. I mean, Saints, Patriots. The Saints are a three-point underdog. When's the last time? Oh, I mean, I mean, the Saints aren't underdogs very often. But they are underdogs yeah. here. They're going to play Bill Belichick and company. And um, both teams are one and one. What say you? Uh, I, look. I, I got to pick the Saints. I, I, I just it, it makes no logical sense to me because their their secondary looks horrible. We're still missing a lot of key pieces. Uh, I, I mean, we're the walking wounded before the season even started. And you know, but I I can honestly say it. And, and this is just an opinion because I have nothing to back it up. Uh, but I didn't realize how important having so many. Uh, positional coaches were because we, I mean, I'm not giving the Saints a pass for that garbage game they had because there was a lot of just poor play on the field that has nothing to do with coaching. Uh, but it, it seemed like losing those six coach, coaches to the COVID list really, really messed these guys up something fierce, man. And I, 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 I was just blown away with how bad they were, you know, just, I, I guess maybe it's just a stinker. Ideally it's just an anomaly, but I mean, the Saints, stumbled dragged themselves into this season man I mean it's just I did not feel good to start the season and I'm still not feeling a whole lot better about it but I, I can't not pick the Saints I mean it's just, it, it makes no logical sense for me to pick the Saints because uh as I don't know you're I'm, saying it, it makes no lot it makes no logical sense to pick the Saints is what you're saying yes yes okay. because I I I but you're I picking them anyway I'm picking them anyway, but I, I don't think we're going to win. I mean, it, look, the, the Patriots, they're, they're not doing so homer. hot either. And, and, and well, of course I'm a homer. I, I don't make no bones about it. <laughs> no, you uh, don't. But, but Belichick is not – he's been shown to be human now. Without Tom Brady, he has been shown to be human. So that fear and mystique that Nick Saban carries around in his, in his overhead luggage compartment, wherever he goes, it's gone. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's just uh, Belichick. Will someone buy the man a new shirt? He, oh, my God, huh? He's just, he'll just cut off the sleeves. Don't worry about it. I mean, you know, he's like, oh, great, a new shirt. It gets mustard on it from eating hot dogs. Doesn't matter. You know, <laughs> I mean, it probably uh, smells real, real fun. Yeah, I, I mean, look, I, I, I think the Saints can probably pull this out. 
but I am genuinely concerned with their uh, their play on the field, the amount of injuries. And uh, just after this, I don't think this that loss is a loss, that, a loss that they bounce back from where it's like they come out ready to avenge themselves. I, I think this team has got some sort of uh, locker room issues. And I don't know what it is. I, I'm not saying there's like people beefing in there, but they're, they're been on the road for a month. Well, I know, and their heads don't appear to be on in, in in the game for some reason. I mean, remember how they kept talking about communication, communication last, last week. I'm like, uh, what does that have to do with the fact that you guys are missing blocks? I mean, are you not looking at the coaches? I mean, yeah. you know, I guess the six coaches being missing has something to do with it. I, 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 well, I don't feel good to start the season, but I, 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 the Saints should win. I'm picking them to win but I don't feel good about it. So uh, yet again, well, I'm picking the Saints under protest. They they can't be as good as they were in week one, and they can't be as bad as they were in week two, right? I mean, it's they, somewhere Agreed. in between. It's somewhere in between. They came out with all this emotion in week one against Green Bay, um, and they played their tails off. They couldn't have played any better, uh, despite the walking wounded. I mean, Lattimore still played a little bit. Um, C.D. Deuce played. Uh, week two, I mean, you got, you got all the, you got all the, besides the COVID, you got even more injuries than you had before. Um, I think it was just one of those games where it was going to be a no win. They were walking into a situation where, you know, they've been beating up on the Panthers. The Panthers know it. They were talking about it and it is what it is. Look, I think the Saints are a better team than New England. I really do. And, um, yeah. I think that the Saints, as much as people think that I just bash on them and you say a negative comment about something you saw and all of a sudden you're a hater. I mean, I'm not a, I mean, I am a fan when I'm watching the game, but when I'm making picks, I'm picking based on what I think is reality. And I think the Saints are a better team uh, than, than New England. I think they're going to go to New England. I think they're going to win a tight ball game. Uh, and Sean Payton loves to have challenges. And there's no bigger challenge and turning Jameis into a, uh, a solid NFL quarterback, which I think he can do. I'm not saying he will do it, um, but I still think Jameis is the best quarterback on the roster. I think the defense will play a lot better. Um, we'll see who comes back, uh, but I, don't, I think no matter who, who plays on Sunday, it will be a much more inspired team. Saints win it, I'm going to say, in the ballpark of 24-12. What? Yep, I wow. think it's gonna be a lower scoring game. So. Uh, no, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a squeaker, man, like 21-20 Saints. But uh, going back to what kind of what you're talking about with Coach Payton loving a challenge. I mean, yeah, agreed. I mean, uh, I, I think he's sort of enjoyed being able to revamp his playbook now with 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 Jameis being a a run a dual option threat uh, for for the offenses because we saw what Jameis could do when when he got out of the pocket, uh, but. Look, if, if Jameis keeps doing, I, I, I don't expect yes last week's game to be the par for the course for Jameis. But I will say this: if he keeps making poor decisions like that, I mean, look, I've always had a gripe about how people always talk about how oh you're you're playing with these great QBs or these great coaches, you're you're learning at the tree, catching pearls of wisdom. My ass, because that has <laughs> never worked. We've never seen anybody come back, but maybe Steve Young coming behind Joe Montana or Rogers coming up after uh, what's his nuts far. Uh, I, I just look. I don't know, man. I uh, this is why I got you on here. So. To let you just go off on your tangent and uh, hating on hating on everybody but Taysom, pretty much. Sean I mean, Payton. Now, look, I mean, I uh, like Jameis. Let me let me be clear. It's not that that I I, I love Jameis. Tamus. Tamus. <laughs> if they had a kid, if they had a kid, <laughs> Tamus. Be a super QB. Tamus. Tamus. But. It's Winston Churchill. I love Taysom. <laughs> that I love Taysom so much that I, I that I dislike Jameis because that's not true at all. I, I mean, I feel right now that Jameis is the better option at quarterback right now. I don't feel uh, Taysom had a, had a great opportunity because going back to that that preseason game where he quote unquote locked up the job, that pass to Callaway was all on Callaway. That was not not. Jameis. Oh come on, he dropped it in a bucket. He did not shut your pie hole. Oh, he did come not on. Do that. 
What Honestly, about Devontae? The only reason he caught that ball, the only reason he caught that ball is because he got pass interfered with and the and the, the DB pushed him. Oh, and see, gave now, him now, look, look. No, 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 no. Now you're just uh, being a hater. You are most certainly being a hater. Oh, you're definitely being a hater. No, now. because That's I think Jameis earned the job. I think Jameis earned the job, but I'm telling you, I I feel that people put way too much emphasis on some throws like that. That's my my biggest gripe. It's like, oh, one play. You know one why? Well, no, let me tell you what. Let me tell you why. No, let me tell you why. It's like uh, it's like some person who turned into a vegetarian for three, four years, and uh, all of a sudden they decided they were going to eat meat again. So they go to Desi Vega, and they get the steak at Desi Vega, and it's the greatest thing they've ever seen. We've gone three, four years without being able to see a pass that goes more than 30 yards. So to see a quarterback be able to throw it 50 or 60 yards is like eating the steak at Desi Vega. You're like, whoa, you forget that the asparagus was burnt and the, the salad <laughs> had way too much dressing and that the, and I'm not bashing Desi Vega because if you want to give me a free meal, I'll be there tomorrow. I can't afford yeah, right? $200 to eat a steak. I'm just saying that, you know, we haven't seen this in so long that people are excited about it. So, but don't be hating on Jameis because he can not, do some. I'm not, I'm not hating on him. I'm just saying, like, I, I reiterate for you, Jim Derry, that they put too much emphasis on, like, two, those two touchdown uh, passes from that preseason game. And all of a sudden, you know, the, the internet and who that nation had spoken, Jameis is the guy. Uh, I, look. I just the feel that, that, that Jameis had it did. Uh, the you know, internet it, has spoken. In my popular opinion. Twitter has in. spoken. Look, the dome caught on fire because they elected a new QB. So I wouldn't be shocked if Taysom uh, Hill trots out on the field as a starting QB. But uh, look, I just feel that they put a lot of emphasis on I think Latoya did it, but that's another story. <laughs> Sabotage. Uh, yeah, instead of wearing masks now, we all got to wear flame retardant suits to go to the Saints games. Now, yeah, selling flame retardant jerseys on on NFL.com <laughs> for three hundred dollars a piece. Uh, but no, I mean, look, we still we still haven't seen how great his decision making can be, yeah. and I think that's what I'm concerned about is that we saw panic. Take, we saw panic Jameis during last week's game. He was he was getting tripped, throwing bad throws, kind of like uh, that dumbass up at LSU, Max Johnson, throwing a behind the oh, back man. pass to avoid a sack. That's what it looked like, man. He's was, 20 years old. I don't care. He's don't trying care. to make a play. He just messed that up. Poor kid. I feel so bad for the Tigers, man. I, I just don't know what's going on. Oh, come I love on. me some coach but good God. I don't know what's going on up there. They got to put a little something, something in the jambalaya or the gumbo and make that boys play with the castle. <laughs> I don't know. What, but we're working on it. We're working on it. Come see me at TJ Ribs. Get everybody get a free rib and a handshake. Hey, Coach. I mean, I'm not going to bash on Coach O because, look, I love me some Coach O. I've, you know, he was really good to me when his, when his kids were playing at Mandeville High and uh, went to his house quite a few times. And he's just a super guy. And I'm not going to say anything. I'm that worried about. Because he's on the hot seat, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Oh, I agree. On the hot seat, and and I am more worried about the stereotypical bashing about how people always made fun of Coach O and, and and the way he speaks, and it became endearing. But now, if he starts thinking again, those same talking heads are going to be bashing him, saying, "Well, see, look, we told you he talks funny, so obviously he's not smart." And boy, nothing pisses me off more. Well, you when, know when as well as no, you know as well as I do. So Fans too. The same people who'll tell you he's the greatest thing if you say anything negative about somebody. Okay, like like take Jameis, for instance. If right. Jameis stinks up the joint, okay, the same people who say how great he is, in three, four weeks from now, they'll be talking about how bad he is and Taysom's got to play or Simeon or putting in book in a I mean, it, we live yeah, in a fair weather Simeon. world. I mean, it is, it is what it is. No, we, we, we do. And, and I think that's because uh, I can kind of see it. You know, we're both in the media. You know what the headlines are going to be and what the uh, what, what the morning talk shows, the rounds are going to be, you know, make, making fun of the how he talks. It's like, oh, we told you he wasn't smart. It's like, no, I'm, 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 I'm going to do like one of those Jay and Silent Bob things and just going to print up every every talk show host and, and talking head who says bad words about Coach O and just fly to each of those towns and kick their ass. <laughs> Use it on your Elvira show. 
Oh my God, I got Elvira. I got Elvira on Sunday, man. I got the Mistress yeah. of Darkness. Who, uh, man, she you came are... out. She came out. She apparently uh, she's had a 19 year relationship with a woman. Nobody knew. Really? Nobody knew. And she yeah, came out on your show? Out. No, no, I wish. No, I, I'm interviewing her tomorrow, actually. I'm interviewing her okay. uh, on Friday, but she wrote a tell all book and apparently it was in the book. And so now she's making the rounds selling uh, the book. Uh, so. Obviously, it's on the table that we can talk about, but I mean, I kind of want to talk about the breast implants just because, well, you know, it's like that's all of a sudden, you know, it's like, hey, I am Elvira. Look at these, you know, and so I did. That, that's what was, you find the most important about Elvira. Yes, because in my mind, I'm still 12. And and I remember watching her and going, wait, wait, who's this Morgus guy? Get it. Get out of there, Morgus. Where's Elvira? Hey, public, you know, you know I will say he says he's still 12 in his mind. I was joking about the fatheads earlier. I am not joking about G.I. Joe <laughs> in the background yeah. <laughs> right now. That I am dead so, serious yeah. about. Oh, my goodness. Look, and, so, so I, I have, I have uh, fake guns. I got samurai swords. I got Lego figures. I got a G.I. Joe Fang helicopter. I, I wanted a hiss tank, and, and my crappy son didn't get me one for, for Christmas. I said, you know what, son? I buy you so much stuff. All I'm saying is that I would not be opposed to getting a hiss tank for Christmas. You know what I got, Jim? You know what I got? No, what did you Nothing. get? Nothing. Okay, Nothing. That's the same thing I got. Maybe it's the Two same. Kids. Maybe there's a reason why we ain't getting crap for, for Christmas. Are you saying we're mean? <laughs> I'm not saying we're mean, but other people are getting cool stuff for Christmas, and you and I are getting lumps of coal. Yeah, it's terrible, man. I'm just saying. My, my, my kid got a job, though. Oh, my God. My 15-year-old has a job. He's a lifeguard now. It's nuts. Like, like he actually That's... bought me lunch one time, and I fell over. Like, he bought <laughs> McDonald's. And I'm like, what? Uh... Like, you you bought me something? Oh, son. Well, we I'm going to have to buy you lunch to, to, to thank you for bringing life into this show. And we're only in episode <laughs> two. So, but uh, there we go, man. let's make this a weekly occurrence. Dave DeCorby, I'm going to turn the tables. Dave DeCorby, a D squared. Tell them a little bit about where they can find you and uh, what you got coming up. All right. So I am the host of The Week in Geek. We've been on the radio for eight years now on WRNO News Talk 99.5 WRNO. You can uh, check out our show Sundays at 7 p.m. live on WRNO, or you can listen to it on the iHeartRadio app. And uh, if you miss the show, you can always go to the iHeart app. Look up the Week in Geek Radio Show, click subscribe, and then every time I drop a new podcast, you'll get it. That show is on uh, Sundays at 7. I usually drop the pod Monday morning, so uh, you can always get that there. I, I guess we were talking about I got Elvira this weekend, but dude, hold on. I had to write this down, Jim, and I'm not trying to like, you know, be all like, hey, look who I've had. It's all good, bro. I've gotten... It's look, I, I had Aiden Gillen, uh, who played Littlefinger in Game of Thrones. I had Jamie Lee Curtis. Just last week, I interviewed the two kids from Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai is the greatest freaking show it is on, a good on show. the internet. Uh, Sholo Maraduena and, and and Jacob Bertrand, they, they were that's Miguel and Hawk, you know, call Hawk from Cobra Kai, yeah, yeah of course, yeah. Uh, so and 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 the Sholo, he got cast in this new movie, uh, in the DC universe, Blue Beetle. So he's a wait, are they friends in real guy. life? They are. They're 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 roommates. They're roommates. Really? They like they they really hit it off. And Even so, though he knocked they, them off the stairs and and put them in the hospital. Well, you know, sometimes that happens. You know, friends have disagreements. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, those kids were really cool. They're like 20, 21, man. I mean, just uh, Sarah Wayne Callies played Laurie in The Walking Dead. Uh, dude, like, I, who else did I have? I had Robert Hayes Stryker from Airplane. Then uh, Coleman Domingo from Fear the Walking Dead. I had Mini Driver. You're gonna have to Mini tell me Driver. how you pulled. You had Mini Driver. Had many drivers. She was so sweet. Oh my God! No, it doesn't matter what she says. Oh, just listen to her talk. That British, accent, uh, that British accent. I love me some mini man. driver. Oh God! Yeah. So I had her on the show. How are you uh, pulling Simmons this off, man? Kiss. You're gonna, you're gonna have to show yeah. me how you pulling this off. The iHeart Radio Network, man. Look, okay. I'm not, since I work for iHeart, I've made a lot of friends and connections. So uh, a lot of our syndicated shows, uh, you know, like uh, Bobby Bones and The Breakfast Club and all that stuff, it's all brought to us via Premier Networks. And so they do these little radio tours and junkets and you sign up. And it's funny, Jim, look, I, I, I've been getting these awesome guests for about the past year and a half or so. But when I first started, 
they were giving me nobody. It's like I'd sign up for some big name and they're like, yeah, no, whatever, we don't know you. But then they would give me one or two. Like I had Jane Lynch uh, yeah. uh, from, uh, from Glee and all that. And basically... I had to pretend some of these garbage actors who like like really B list B list guys. I was just like, oh, tell me about this wonderful movie, sir. Right. So I like had to prove to them that I was going to be a pro. And now every time I sign up, I, I get them. I mean, I got Chelsea Clinton, I got Gene Simmons, That's Joey Fatone. Oh, dude, Joey Fatone. I have such I have such a jerk. The <laughs> entire interview, I never said his name right on purpose. I What'd called you say? him Fat Tony? Joey. I call, no, no, I called him Joey Fontano, Joey Fatnuts, <laughs> Joey Fontaine. Wait, Fat Nuts? Uh, yeah, did you really like, call him Fat Nuts? Yeah, yeah. Oh, called him Joey Fontaine, Joey Fontana. And he never, he never acknowledges. So at the end of the interview, I'm like, I'm like, so we're visiting with Joey Fatone. I really do know your name. That Joey. is hilarious. And, and, yeah, it was, it was, he was, he was a blast to talk to because he, he, he just ignored it. I mean, I called, I never got his name right for eight minutes of conversation. And so, uh, yeah, that, those are the guys. The Weekend Geek Radio Show. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash The Weekend Geek. Follow us on Twitter at Twig Radio, T W I G Radio, and the Instagrams, The Weekend Geek. There you go. Well, well Dave DeCorbier, D squared, you are making me feel much better about this podcast because we're going to do this for at least through football season. We'll see what happens during, after that. But uh, we'll add up our picks, and one of us will be able to rail on the other one. And based on your Based on your choices by uh, by jersey color and and uniform scheme, I'm guessing that you're going to kick my ass again. So uh, what, whatever. Statistically, you should beat me, but because I I pick from the heart, I'm going to clean your clock, buddy. Probably so. So we'll, <laughs> we'll we'll look at it again. And look, I'm going to try to figure out how to bring back Funkadelic Friday. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, Wait, so. Well, so I didn't get to hear the uh, I didn't hear the the Derry Downer thing here because I got it right here. Wait, play. Oh, uh, now it's not going to play. Oh, wait, here we go. Wait, here we go. Derry Downer, Debbie Downer, whatever Dave calls Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I missed oh, this one, dude. That was so much so fun. So do I. I, Derry, I mean, we got to bring Derry it back. Downer. One of these, I'm telling you, may, maybe in the next couple of weeks, we'll try to figure out how to get you and Angie on at the same time. Oh man, yeah. I, I, Although she's, she's all working. married and busy now. Yeah, yeah. She's married and 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 working with with an investment firm. She's she's all like you know blue collar. She might be too fancy for us now. She though. might be. I mean, I wouldn't want to hang around with us. <laughs> <laughs> Look, dude. Uh, great having you. You having you back again. We are gonna keep this rolling. We'll we'll do it again. Sounds like a plan. All right, buddy. Thank you, man. All right, man. Dave DeCorbier. Better known as D squared. Told you it was going to be uh, interesting. He's picking uh, Seahawks because he likes green and blue. Oh, no, wait, he picked the Rams because he likes yellow and blue. Whatever. I can't even look at those uniforms. But uh, we're going to have him on every Friday. It will be a much shorter segment going forward. We'll just do picks with him. But uh, we've got to have some fun with D squared. Uh, he is fun. And uh, we've got some good guests lined up the next week or so. Uh, let's talk real quick about Saints Patriots um, before we wrap it up. And I told you what I thought. I think it's going to be a much better game for Jameis Winston. Um, he is he's a, he's a better quarterback than what we saw last week. And I know the O-line is going to play better. We'll see if Eric McCoy plays. We'll see if Throckmorton is in there. Both of those guys were limited in practice. Um, and so we'll see if they get in there. Big. It's gonna be big. They got to get Lattimore back. They got to get CD Deuce back. Um, so I got a good feeling about the Saints this week. I mean, though they have not had a lot of success against New England, they don't have they don't have a big history. And if you go back, uh, I didn't put this in in the column, but uh, for today, the trends: the Saints have scored a lot of points in Week Three the past five years. They've scored over thirty points. In fact, I think it's over thirty three points in five years in a row. Not all wins. They lost Atlanta like 42-34 to 34 a few years ago. But um, so even though I picked the under uh, on my picks column, I might rethink that as, uh, as I go along because um, I did that before I looked at all the trends, which you would think that's kind of ass backwards, but it is what it is. 
But uh, we'll, we'll, we'll look at it again. But uh, the picks column is out. It comes out every Wednesday morning. This podcast comes out on Tuesdays and Fridays. And then we have a bunch of shows here on bet.noah.com, the odds and ends show with on Mondays with Zach Ewing and myself, Fantasy Roundup on Wednesdays, Zach and Spencer the Guru Urquhart, and at the book on Thursdays featuring Cash In with Carville with Zach, Devin Jackson, and myself. If you want to be a part of the show, you can email me before, uh, probably best to email me on Mondays and Thursdays, so that's when I do a lot of the work for the show. I am recording on Friday this morning, but uh, a lot of times I will record the shows either on Monday evenings or first thing Tuesday morning. So email me at jderry at theadvocate.com or tweet me at Jim Derry Jr. And uh, whether it's love or hate, we'll include it in the mumbo gumbo se- segment on Monday, on Tuesday, excuse me. And make sure you subscribe to the Datitude Podcast, episode three coming up on Tuesday. We will have. David Grubb, who was the host of Crunch Time on 103.7 The Game in Lafayette, and uh, The Bird Calls covering the Pelicans, and MLB Bro podcast covering black and brown major leaguers. Uh, We were going to go through the Saints-Patriots game uh, and talk a little bit about the Pelicans as training camp is opening up on Tuesday. That is hard to believe. NBA training camp already coming up on Tuesday. And we talked about the mumbo-gumbo segment coming up. and look, I can't wait to see my Twitter feed if Jameis has a great game, and I hope he does. Bring it on. I'll be glad to, uh, to eat some crow from what I said last week. But, I, again, I am telling you right now on the record, I think he's going to have a much better game. It's hard to be worse. We'll do the four-minute drill review on my NFL picks, and we'll touch on what happens in the LSU-Mississippi State game as well as Tulane and Alabama-Birmingham. Also, next Friday, along with D-Squared, We'll have my former colleague and very good friend, Andrew Lopez of ESPN, who will talk about the Saints, LSU, and most certainly will spend some time talking about the Pelicans because that's what his beat is. He covers the Pelicans for ESPN. I want to thank Dave DeCorbier for coming on and spending a bunch of time with me. I mean, you know, that's that's a little longer than we're going to – this podcast is probably a little longer than we're normally going to do. Um, we're normally going to try to be 40 minutes or so, but – that was some good stuff, so I'll just kind of let it roll this time, but 40 to 50 minutes on a normal basis. But I thank Dave for coming on. I want to thank my colleagues for allowing me to use bet.nola.com as a platform for promoting this new podcast. And also, I want to thank, shout out to my wonderful brother-in-law, Phil Anselmo, and my sister-in-law, Kate Richardson, for our lead lead in and his band down for the intro music we could not have this it makes it a much better podcast and at some point i'm going to have phil on the show because he is a huge saints fan and he's quite the character he certainly has datitude we'll we will be back with him again subscribe to the datitude podcast and we will see you on tuesday with david grubb enjoy the glorious weather and i mean glorious does it get any better than this i mean it really doesn't i mean it, it just doesn't get any better than what we've had the last two days and it's supposed to last all through the weekend i'm thrilled about it joy a full weekend of football i am jim derry this is the datitude podcast peace and love my friends